Welcome to Sasha Speaks. Welcome all listeners who are listening in today. Today is actually a Wednesday, so good afternoon to you. Um, I'm just going to focus on scripture. Everything I'm going to talk about is just going to be scripture based. And I just wanted to, you know, encourage you in the message for this week. Um, Feel free to comment or um, follow or subscribe. Again, this is my first podcast, so I'm kind of new to this. So I'm still learning the ins and outs of how to create this podcast, but I really have a desire to encourage other people um, and to uplift people who believe in God, who are Christians, and even people who don't believe. Um, I just wanted to create this podcast originally to inspire other people and to just give people a different um, perspective of who God really is and how he works. So for today, I'm actually going to focus on the book of Ezekiel, um, chapters 11, 12, and 13. Now, I'm actually not going to read thoroughly through each chapter. I'm actually just going to pinpoint specific um, scriptures within those chapters um, based on what the Lord has led me to speak about. But I encourage you that if you get a chance to read Ezekiel, read each chapter thoroughly first just to get the concept of the just of the message of what Ezekiel was prophesying to the people at the time. And I'm also going to give like a quick backstory of who Ezekiel was. So let's get into it. So Ezekiel was basically considered a prophet. He was uh, living among the Judeans um, that Nebuchadnezzar at the time, who was under Babylonian rule, they were under captivity. And so while they were in exile, Ezekiel were among his people. And at a certain point, God had pretty much um, come to him and spoke to him to speak to the people of what was to come in the future or the near future. And one of the main aspects of Ezekiel in the chapters of what he discusses is the fact that he is telling the people that they are going to be facing the judgment of God because of their disobedience. Now, their main disobedience was basically idol worship back then in biblical times. They basically worshiped physical idols made of wood, stone, gold, silver, things like that. Um, But in today's society, when you think of an idol, most times people think of a celebrity. But um, in this time, how you can connect the dots is an idol doesn't necessarily have to be a physical figure or a doll or things made out of wood or stone. It can actually be, you know, you can prioritize things in your heart. Like, for example, if I like um, watching sports, for example, and that is like one of the main priorities of my life where I love sports, I love football, I love basketball. Um, it's, it's nothing wrong with liking sports, but if you prioritize sports above having a relationship with God, that thing can become the idol of your heart and ultimately become the God in your life. So you have to make sure to make sure that you keep God first in every aspect of your life. So that's just an example, um, just a, to, just to give you an idea of what idol, what an idol would be considered in today's society. So anyway, 
um, Ezekiel basically was telling the people at the time that there was an in the near future, even though they were in, in exile under Babylonian rule, there was going to be more, <laughs> basically more exile coming. They were going to be under another form of captivity in the near future because of their further disobedience of not worshiping God and not keeping him as their first priority. However, he does give throughout his um, prophecies that he was, that God is actually going to save a remnant or a group of people within his chosen people who would truly represent him. So all hope is not lost when Ezekiel speaks, but the most majority of the judgment that comes, he gives basically the harsh reality of what God is speaking. So Ezekiel is basically a spokesperson for God. So now I'm actually going to touch base on Ezekiel 11. And if you do have your Bibles, I'm actually going to focus on the NIV version. Um, and I'm going to basically pinpoint the specific uh, the specific chapter or scripture that I was focusing on. So if you um, go to, or if you have time, you can pause this podcast and actually read chapter Ezekiel. Um, 11 read through it I encourage you to read through it but the scriptures I'm going to basically focus on is verse 17 uh, through 20 and I will pinpoint that right after this break welcome back from the break Um, I previously was just mentioning that I was going to transition from giving the backdrop or backstory of Ezekiel and going into some of the things that he talked about um, in his prophecies and the specific chapter that I mentioned or the chapters that I mentioned were Ezekiel 11, 12, and 13. So if you get a chance, please read that thoroughly. Um, But in within chapter 11, I'm actually just going to focus on um, Ezekiel 11 verses 17 through 17 through 20 and it says therefore say this is what the sovereign Lord says I will gather you from the nations and bring you back from the countries where you have been scattered and I will give you back the land of Israel again they will return to it and remove all its vile images and detestable idols. I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. Then they will follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. They will be my people and I will be their God. So Ezekiel actually is at the point and is um, talking to the people, just giving them some encouragement in the midst of giving them judgment (laughs) of what, based on what the Lord has placed on his heart to tell them. Um, And when you read the previous uh, scriptures in chapter 11, it does talk about God's judgment. But after he explains what God is going to do, he also gives a promise that God promises, which is his promise to bring back God's people um, from wherever they were scattered, wherever they were exiled from, um, and bring them back to their original land that they owned. Um, And in doing so, when this happens, they will no longer follow the idols of the foreign land that they were in, 
but they would ultimately put him first and he would have a relationship with them. He would restore um, the relationship between them. He will no longer have any, um, you know, there will, will no longer be any anger or discord or division between God and his people. He will change their hearts so that they will have a heart for him solely. And that's pretty much it. So what I basically got from this scripture was that a lot of times in today's society, like we are basically pulled in many directions today when it comes to social media. Like for myself, I'm 28 years old. So, you know, and when I was a kid, like internet was just now becoming uh, a big thing and cell phones and things like that. So if, in the beginning, it wasn't really that big. But now that I'm older, like it's huge. Everything you have access to every piece of information. You can go online, you can Google everything now. So everything that we have is at the tip of our fingers. Um, and a lot of the times when we have so much access, there's so much information that we can be pulled in many different directions. Um, and sometimes that for a believer in Christ, it can be difficult because you have all these opinions and all these, uh, you know, viewpoints and perspectives on life and how we should live and what we shouldn't do and who we should represent, how we should talk. But at the end of the day, for a believer in Christ, I just want to encourage you who are listening. Um, it doesn't really matter what every what the world says. What really matters is what God says. And in order to know how to live a life in this society, you have to keep God first in your life. And you have to make sure that, um, you know, put mute on certain things like the social media. Like sometimes take a break from Facebook, take a break from Instagram, take a break from Twitter, take a break from the news. Like, you know, it's good to be aware, but at the same time, you have to know how to filter through the noise because sometimes some of the things that we listen to is not always good for our psyche. It's not really good when I mean psyche, I mean for your mind. Like if the news, if you're watching the news, for an example, CNN, MSBC, those type of social like media, like listening to the presidential election and all those things, it's a good thing to be aware to a certain extent, but you shouldn't be so in-depth into it that you lose focus of who God is on the throne. And these are, this is messages basically for believers. Now, there may be some listeners who don't believe in God, and that's okay. Um, but for a believer, it's important to keep God first in your life because, you know, once you keep God first, like all the noise that goes on that you hear and the naysayers, all the stuff that's going on right now, even today with the coronavirus and, you know, the presidential election and the protests and, you know, Black Lives Matter, all those things, all the noise, basically, in the midst of all the chaos, God will give you peace. Like it, it, there's a scripture that says that God gives peace, gives his peace. Um, not world peace. Like the peace that the world can give you is not like the peace that God can give you. Um, and the best way to describe that is like when you put God first in your life, it, it's almost like when you when you're in His presence, you take time to to read your your word, read the word of God, um, meditate on Him, and pray and have conversations with Him. When you push into His presence, it's almost like everything else melts away. 
And I've had that in my personal relationship with God. Like when all this stuff was going on recently, like the COVID and all that stuff, I pretty much just had to step back from everything. I had to take a step back from all the social media and the news and stuff and really just push into his presence to see where God is. What does he say rather than what the what the world says? And once I actually did that and took time to hear what God was saying, he gave me a peace in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the noise. And that helped me to move forward even today. Like I have peace of mind even though there's so much stuff going on and it's only because I'm putting God first. So I just want to encourage you in that aspect as reference to that. Um, but that's basically what I got from Ezekiel 11. So I just want to encourage you with that, that if you're going through something right now during these times, this pandemic and everything like that, just know that God cares about you and God loves you and that he has a plan for you, even in the midst of this chaos and that he is still in control despite the stuff that is going on. So now I'm actually going to transition to chapter Uh, 12 of Ezekiel and I'm actually just going to focus on verses 13 through 15 and also 24 through 28 and let's see let's go back up here and let's start in verse 13 so Ezekiel 12 verses 13 actually says I will spread my net for him and he will be caught in my snare. I will bring him to Babylonia, the land of the Chaldeans, but he will not see it. And there he will die. I will scatter to the winds all those around him, his staff and all his troops, and I will pursue them with drawn sword. They will know that I am the Lord when I disperse them among the nations and scatter them through the countries. So, Basically, like, it's really concerning. This prophecy is concerning the prince in Jerusalem and all the Israelites who are there. So he's basically stating that his people are basically going to go into exile under the Chaldean rule, who basically were going to be the rulers at the time so they're still in captivity the the, the, god's people are basically still in captivity and what ezekiel is basically saying is like god is pretty much going to disperse his people and scatter them throughout the land and it's only based on their disobedience again it has to do keep in mind this is God talking at the time to his people of being disobedient. It's almost like a parent and a child. If a if a parent sees a child is doing something they shouldn't do, and they're or if the child is not listening to the parent, the mother or the father, of course the mother and father is gonna want to correct them, to push them or or to turn them to the correct direction, right? So that's kind of like how God works. Like when God is is when you're a believer in Christ. And you decide that you want to believe in him and he is your God and and you belong to him. He belongs to you. When you make that decision and you want to live for him, when you walk this life, certain things that you used to do, God will begin to slowly, gradually correct you to the right path. Like 
before you had a relationship with the Lord, there may be some of you who may never had a relationship with the Lord. And then gradually you wanted to know who God was. And then eventually you became a believer. So you had to start somewhere, right? So at some point in your life, you were at a certain point where you really didn't want anything to do with God. You didn't want to hear anything that had to do with God. You didn't even want, you wanted nothing to do with it, but something drew you towards him. And eventually, gradually over time, you started to open your heart to him. So it's, it's pretty much like God will guide you to the right direction. If you decide that you really want that relationship with him and when you decide that you say you're disobedient and you mess up or you make a mistake, he's not going to condemn you and say, oh, it's your fault and you're going to be condemned to hell because you did X, Y, and Z. No, um, in retrospect, he did this to his people because they kept doing it over and over and over and over again. So at some point as a parent, you're going to have to discipline your children. Now, the way you discipline your children is really up to you. But as a parent, you want the best for your children and you don't want them to go down the wrong path. So in order to do so, you have to discipline them. So this is basically what he's doing. God is basically saying because of your disobedience, I'm basically just going to scatter you via like you're still going to be under captivity. People are going to capture you, but I'm going to scatter you all over the world. Like you're not going to be in one place because you chose not to listen to me. You chose not to to take heed to what I was trying to tell you to do to keep you on the right path. And in order to do so now, you're just basically you're grounded. <laughs> you are grounded to your room. <laughs> There's a destination that you're going to have to go because you did not choose to listen to me and that's basically what God is saying to his people so you can't really blame him because it's like okay I love you I care about you as my people this is God saying I love you and I care about you but I'm not just gonna let you do whatever you want to do you're not just gonna be running this household I have to I have to put in some kind of order here otherwise you're just gonna lead your the pathway you're going right now is gonna lead you into destruction so as a parent, because I love you, I'm going to discipline you. So that is something I wanted to encourage you with. Like, that's how God works. Like, he's not always like, oh, yeah, I'm going to bring you to hell because you did all these things. No, as a child of God, like he loves us and he cares about us. But you got to keep in mind, too, like he's not just going to let us do whatever we want to do. Like, if that's the case, then what is the point of actually believing in him if he doesn't give us some kind of order or some kind of direction to where we need to be like there has to be something you can't just have a spectrum of do whatever you want and that's it that's how Jesus works like no <laughs> unfortunately that's that's not how God works but a lot of times we think of God that way and he's like oh yeah God is mean because no sometimes he might prevent you from doing certain things or he might close certain doors of opportunity for you um, because he knows that whatever that door was or whatever, if you were to walk down that path or walk through that door, it will cause you more harm than good. So a lot of times he protects us and prevents us from going down the path of destruction through his correction in love. So I just want to encourage you today, like keep in mind of the context of the Bible, when you read the word of God, ask God to give you understanding, ask God to give you knowledge and wisdom about his word, because his word is true. And I don't know, just ask him to give you that different perspective of 
different than what you've been told. Because a lot of us as group grew up and we were taught a certain way about God. We pastors, certain people told us how God works. Da, 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 da. But you have to know for yourself how God works. And that starts by having a relationship, a personal relationship with him yourself. Find out yourself. Don't go based on what people say. Even myself, like, I'm telling you based on my relationship with God and what kind of relationship I have with him. It's different than what people usually think. Um, but that's that's my relationship. You have to find that out for yourself. So I encourage you, don't go by what other people say, but start having that relationship with him and then find out for yourself and you'll be really surprised that it's really different than what you expected. So that's it for that chapter. But I'm going to transition now into the last chapter of for today, which is Ezekiel 13. So please read through and pray about it and ask God to give you confirmation based on what I'm telling you. Uh, so Ezekiel 13 verses 20 verses 20 through 23. So it says, therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I'm against your magic charms with which you ensnare people like birds, and I will tear them from your arms. I will set free the people that you ensnare like birds. Verse 21, I will tear off your veils and save my people from your hands, and they will no longer fall prey to your power. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Because you dishearten the righteous with your lies, when I have brought them no grief, and because you encourage the wicked not to turn from their evil ways, and so save their lives, therefore you will no longer see false visions or practice divination. I will save my people from your hands, and then you will know that I am the Lord. So, in this chapter, very interesting. Um, Ezekiel is addressing the people of God once again on what God is speaking. And basically what he's saying is at the time there were people in the land who were considered as prophets, people who considered themselves as men and women of God who preached what God was speaking. And they were telling the people lies though. They considered themselves like, oh, I'm a prophet and I'm saying this and saying that. And this is from the word of God and blah, 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 blah. But in reality, God wasn't really using them. They were basically just speaking on their own like behalf. They said they believed in God, but they were not speaking on his behalf. They weren't connected. They didn't, they had no relationship with them. Like, and that's kind of like what you see today there's a lot of people who say or have these entitlements in churches where they say they're this and they say they're that but when in reality sets in they're really not representing God the way they should and I just want to give you some encouragement that you know God sees all things and in this scripture these scriptures he's saying like I am against your magic charms with which you ensnare people like birds and I will tear them from your arms. I will set free the people that you ensnare like birds. So he's basically talking or calling out these false prophets and these false men of God, quote unquote. And he's saying to them like, no, I'm against what you're doing. I don't like when you speak in your own imagination. I don't like when you... um try to say that you represent me but you really are not and you're telling people lies like god is against those people and even in today's society those of you who are listening right now there are some of you who actually believe like 
you believed in God, but at a certain point you stopped believing in God or you stopped following or start go- stopped going to church because of the things that happened in church or certain me- church members that did you wrong or certain, um, there's certain things that happen to you basically that deters you from believing in God. And it's not to say that you don't believe in God anymore. You just don't want to have that relationship. We don't want to pursue or you just don't, you're not interested anymore. And it's because of those people who are in church who say they believe in God, but they didn't represent that well. And so I just want to encourage you that God sees all and saw all those things that happened to you. And he doesn't like it either. He doesn't agree with it either. And he's going to deal with those people that treated you that way or did or spoke those things that weren't true about you or just spoke lies in general and didn't represent him the way it needed to be. And those of you who, you know, you don't, I also want to address those who you don't believe in God because of the false prophets and the false preachers and all that kind of stuff in our today, in today's society. Just like today, back then, it was the same thing, and God is still against it. And a lot of people won't tell you this. Like some people, you you'll see it and you'll hear about it in the news how this pastor did this or this false prophet did this and blah 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 blah. And you'll see it in the news, and that'll be just disheartening to you, and then you'll walk away. But nobody says or talks about what God says about false prophets or what God says about people who falsely represent Him. God doesn't like false representation of who He is. And because of he doesn't like it because it's a false representation of who he is. So because he doesn't like it, he's in an agreement with you. But he wants you to get to know him for yourself and not so much depend on the people of God to represent God for you. Yes, it is important for people who believe in God to represent God in their best in the best of their ability, but you gotta keep in mind. We're still human. We still live in the flesh. And just because we give, if you give your life to Christ, that doesn't mean you don't have shortcomings. A lot of the times we put people on a pedestal. We put the pastor on a pedestal. And we think that, oh, yeah, he's the pastor. He's the shepherd of the flock. And he's supposed to be guiding and leading us. Yes, that is correct. But that does not mean that he's perfect. That does not mean that he's God. So if he was, he, he wouldn't have the shortcomings. Now, this is not an excuse for those who don't represent him. This is just, I'm just saying a point here. Like, don't put people on a pedestal. Don't put people on a pedestal. Don't put people on a pedestal, especially in the church, because you will be disappointed every single time. And as long, And when you do that, when you put God first, ahead of that pastor, you look to God first before you look to that pastor or that deacon or that so-called prophet, then you won't, it won't be as disappointing when things happen because it's like, well, you know, at the end of the day, they can say they believe in God, but I have a relationship with God. I have that connection with him and God will give me discernment to discern between who's really for God and who is not. And those who are not for him, they'll dwindle away. And those who are really for him, they'll stay and you'll see the fruit of, of who they really represent. So this is what I believe the Lord was leading me this week uh, to address um, for you guys. I hope this gives you some insight of how God worked back then and how he works today. He pretty much works the same way he did back then. And yeah, I mean... 
Take it to the Lord yourself. If you believe in God, you pray about it. Take what I told you to God and say, is this true? <laughs> I don't I don't just tell, tell people to follow exactly what I say. I, I can only tell you what I believe he's leading me to. And I can only, and, I, and even every time I pray, you know, I'm going to continue to pray before I do these podcasts. Like, Lord, help me to give the best insight about what your word says in the most authentic way that I can. Because, again, I'm not perfect. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, I am not perfect and I am not going to try to be perfect because that's just not, I'm human. But I lean on God to help me every single day. And that's why I believe in him so much because I believe that he does. So I hope you guys um, enjoy this segment of this podcast. I'm just going to end in prayer. Um, if you have any prayer requests, I'm not sure how this podcast works. I don't know if you can actually leave prayer request but if you have a prayer request I can pray for you um but I'll, I'll keep trying to figure out how this works but <laughs> ah, I'm still learning but um yeah so I'm gonna end in prayer so Lord Father God I thank you for this moment I thank you to be able to have the voice to speak to those who need to hear um more about you in a different way uh, Lord, I thank you for the listeners who are listening today. And I just pray that this message have, have touched their heart. And I pray that you would continue to give them wisdom, knowledge, and understanding about your word, who you are, and your character, and not based on what everybody else says. Um, and I just pray that you would surround them with your love today. Whatever is going on in their mind, Lord Father God, if they're stressed or burdened with something today, Lord Father God, I pray right now and intercede for them that you will remove that burden and give them peace, Lord Father God, over their circumstances and over their situation, Lord Father God. Um, Lord, I thank you, Lord Father God, for another day. You, you woke us up today. You didn't have to, Lord. So because of the breath of life, we thank you. Uh, for being here because you gave us another chance. So that means we have an, a purpose today. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys. Hopefully you have a good week. I'll try to post as much as I can. I'll eventually try to find figure out like a system of how, how often I'll post, but I'll try to post as much as I can. Um, but hopefully you have a great day and talk to you guys soon.